Hey, hey, what's up? It's Laura Landers, and you are listening to the Live Sick, Die Ill podcast. And today we're talking about how to have a full and meaningful life if you are someone who is on social media for your job, for your career, or just on social media all the time. I mean, quite frankly, 2020 has brought um, a new wave of social media consumption, whether that be because brands now are online, everything is online, that's how consumers are taking in stuff. And so for us, there's more job opportunities for social media. I am working in social media. My career is on social media. Everything is on social media. And some questions I've come to find out that some people have is, I, I'm trapped in the social media bubble. How do I get out of this? Um, and I've got to tell you straight up that there is not going to be a, an out if you are somebody who is living in Los Angeles like I am or New York or just somewhere where, uh, honestly, businesses thrive off of social media. We are not in a small town. There's not a whole lot of referencing to friends um, and you're just in a cute little quaint neighborhood where you know the mom and pop shops and like you know of them in your big city, but everything is on social media. You find out if a business is open or closed on social media. You don't even call anymore. The correct information isn't on Google. It's on their Instagram. So we're in this new world of social media, and that means we're on it way more, not only as consumers, but as the the company. Whether we're just hired on for a company or you are branding yourself and trying to get that out there, you are constantly on the computer and on your phone. And just our, I mean, to be quite frank, I don't want to just put this black cloud on the people of America, but, or the world really, because it's not just an American problem, but people are starting to get a mental issue because they're always on social media. The... And yes, it's a weird 2020 year where people are not communicating as much as others in person. We aren't friends with our neighbors in our apartment complex, and we never have been. We never really want to be. Anyways, so basically, this is a podcast. This is an episode to help you live life to the fullest. I have some tips for you on how to get out of the rut create some boundaries for yourself and not have it consume your life and not have the process of getting off social media consume your life either. Because like, as you may know, if you've ever gone through a weird, uh, maybe it's not weird, excuse me, my dog is licking himself in the background and I of my vision over here and I just can't seem to get over the sound because it is one of the funniest sounds to me ever. Ugh, I love my dog. So basically what I've come to find is we are kind of deteriorating in the social media world just to jump right on in. And the first thing, because I, oh, what I was saying earlier was that if you've ever done, um, like a diet, but not like a diet diet, like a lifestyle change food diet where you are really trying to lose the weight and it's not just a fad diet anymore, but it's like time to buckle down. And the beginning of it, you are just 
thinking about food all the time and you're restricting your portion size so your stomach will shrink and everyone has their own process but that's something I've done before and I just wanted to get back to um, the high school days where you could just eat pop tarts and uh, Taco Bell and bagel bites and be completely fueled and you never really thought about what you ate and you were just fine you never gained any weight and this is not that because I do not want to lead you in a way where you have to focus so hard on the mental health of getting off social media that it's exhausting to even start the process. I don't want to do that, so I'm not going to make you do that. That's dumb. And I weirdly pride myself on not being exhausted on social media, even though I'm on it every single day. I do have some part-time jobs in addition to my career on social media where I help them with their social medias. So I'm not only on social media for myself, but I'm on social medias for two other accounts. And I used to have other accounts for myself. I now have the podcast Instagram account. And this just isn't just for Instagram. This is for all social medias. So the first thing, the first tip I want to give you is to stop scheduling your time on and off social media. If you're anything like me, you do like scheduling things. I am not a a complete type A person to the point where like I am thriving off of having something written down in my notebook. In fact, there are days as much as I love my notebooks, like if you know, you know how much I love my, my journals, my notebooks, my tasks list, but there are days I dread it. Actually, quite a few days I dread it. And then there's other people who just like don't even like to write anything down because they just feel restricted. And so um, what I realized is that if I am restricting myself too much so on paper, I it's a chore to have fun. It's a chore to get off Instagram. It's a chore to enjoy life. And I don't want that. I want to... Uh, almost not even think about it. Kind of like with the food thing. Like you, when you're trying to lose weight, you don't want to think about the food. Eventually, when you start the lifestyle change of eating healthy, you just end up eating healthy months down the road. You end up buying the salads because it makes your body feel really good. And you're eating it and you're like, oh man, I'm kind of sick of the salad today, but I know it really helps me, so I'm going to eat it today. And then after a full five days during the week of eating a salad for lunch, the same salad or change up the salad, at the end of the week, you're like, wow, I was really fueled throughout that week. It must have been from the salads. And so this is like the same exact thing with social media. If you just get to that point or a rhythm within your own self of, not scheduling on your planner. I mean, if you really are that way, go for it. But I found for your mental health and the joy of living life to the fullest off of social media, when social media is your life, it's so much easier to just not write it down and be a little more carefree and a little bit, it's a little bit more granola. So my number one tip right off the bat is stop scheduling your on and off time. Just let that go. But then if you're asking like, Laura, how the hell am I going to do that when I am 
addicted to my phone or I'm addicted to social media and I pull it up all the time, there are restrictions in your settings on your phone that you can set up to where you're only on social media for a short amount of time. And if you do do social media for your job, then you can't really do that. And then it's, it is at the beginning, a little bit more of that mental push to get yourself off. Um, just trust your mind, trust your brain. You're going to, you're going to be able to get off of it. So the next tip I have, I'm just trying to brush through these because even listening to podcasts, (laughs) podcasts, to be quite frank, is another form to me of social media because I don't know, it just is. Like, I think anything that's on my phone is kind of under the umbrella of social media. Like, because that's why they say, put your phone down. They don't say, put Instagram down. They're like, put your phone away. Enjoy life without your phone. Because if you are still listening to a podcast, you are still able to take a photo on your phone and then edit that and use it for social media. So you're still kind of doing social media when you can multitask with a podcast. So... Even with the podcast, I'm like, you got to pick those moments of when and when to not listen. And so with this podcast, I'm trying to get all of these um, points to you as soon as possible so you can just get in and get out. And this isn't a a fluffy 45-minute podcast. This is a solid, I don't know, however long it's going to be podcast that's shorter and sweeter and spicier. (laughs) <laughs> we like a spicy. So my second thing is to pick the moments you want on camera and the ones you want off camera. So whether that's in a social situation or even with your spouse at home, or if you live alone, just like, I think it might be a little easier if you live at home because you don't have other people to be in your, I mean, maybe it's just like, you got to stop taking photos of your dog or videos of your dog, whatever. It is a very personal thing. So I can't tell you what to do and what not to do, but in a social situation, if you are um, wanting to share you hanging out with someone, because we all know that social media kind of gives us FOMO when other people are hanging out with people, so then you want to post that you're hanging out with people, so it makes you look like you have a life. Honestly, we all do that. You cannot lie to me and say that you don't do that. Like if you're someone who, who tapes being with friends, it's either a really funny moment that you want everyone to see, and I love that, or you subconsciously are filming being with friends because you love your friends, but you want other people to know that you love your friends and that you're with them. I mean, leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube because if you agree with this, because I really do feel like we subconsciously do that, you know, whether we want to admit it or not. So maybe there'll be no comments because no one wants to admit it, but you've got to stop caring about to a degree what your friends think in the moment when you're filming. Maybe it is a really good time to film because you are a content creator like me. You need to have entertainment to keep your audience there because there's a certain amount of value that comes from bringing in, hanging out with friends. Um, Instead of just, hey, love my friends. Oh my God, this is so much fun. Uh, um, You know what? I should have done a Moira from Schitt's Creek. Like, David. No, that was really bad. You know what? I'm just just gonna keep moving on. So 
<laughs> you got to stop caring what your friends think. Um, as long as you've already had the question or, you know, ask, you've asked the question of, hey, can I film this hangout or can I film every hangout that we have as long as it's appropriate? And if they're like, yeah, sure, whatever, then, you know, you have free reign. So then you don't have to care what they think if you're filming a moment or not because they know that you take your job seriously and you're trying to craft and create something really great for the people that follow you. Um, so respect your friends, but don't don't let what you think they're gonna think about you stop you from creating really great content. And at the same time, put the phone down. Stop holding, like even, okay, when I was a fashion stylist and I was personally shopping with people and they were actually with me, the number one tip, here's a free tip on shopping, whether you are young or old, male or female or anything in between, is you, if you really, really love something and you're like, oh my God, I love this jacket. This jacket is like so me. Take the jacket. If you're shopping by yourself, put it on hold. I don't care how far away the cash register is. Go put it on hold. Or if you're with someone, have them hold the item in their hands. Don't keep it in your hands. Because what happens is, is you fall in love with the thing you're holding on to. Even if you're just draping that jacket over your arm and using the other arm to brush through the other shirts on the rack, you are going to, no matter what, most likely, unless you're a strong-minded shopper, buy that item that was in your hand because you're touching it. There is a weird psychological connection between what you want and if you're touching it. I know. I mean, that's why we have senses. So if you're touching your phone, you're hanging out and you're touching your phone, you're going to use it. So whether you use that as a tool to create great content, or in this case, if you're listening to this podcast, you're trying to get tips to not be on your phone as much. Do not have your phone in your lap, on your hand, in your hand, excuse me, in your pocket, any of that. And then take it to another note. Don't have it visibly in front of you. You know how we do like face down on the table and like the face down means we're respecting our friends or our family. If you still have it in front of you, you're going to be thinking about it. And that doesn't actually even give you a mental break because it's part of your senses. You're looking at the phone and then you're, you're thinking about what's on your phone, even if you don't touch your phone all night. Keep your phone in your purse, put it in a drawer, whatever. Get it out of your mind. And then if you really want to film something, then you can go run over and get it and start filming something. If it's a night where you is really spontaneous and you don't know if there's a moment to capture, well, then that night you're going to keep your phone around. You just got to be realistic. Um, there's really no hard and fast rules. You just got to know what works for you, but there are actual proven scientific connections between having it in front of you or touching it. If you're trying to get rid of it, don't have it in front of you or touching it. So let's keep moving on. Set privacy boundaries right off the bat. So for example, I don't film whenever we can get back into churches, if you're in California at least, um, I don't film church services. There's tons and tons and tons of people, and it slightly does bother me, but it, it only bothers me because I'm afraid of their mental health, but it's not for me to decide that. Um, there are people who will, like, 
film for Instagram, a 15 second video of their pastor um, or, you know, they're they're panning the stage during worship or whatever it is. I'm sorry, but church for me is the time where I am there to literally disconnect from everything, which is why I think pastors so badly don't want you to be uh, reading your Bible on your phone. They want you to actually bring a Bible to church so you're not distracted with your phone. That's really hard in this day and age. I don't even do that. But you, for instance, I don't film church because I know that church is where I need to grow and I want to connect with God. And I also don't um, film date nights with Jordan. Not that we've gone out to a date night, but like I'll film, like let's say we go to on, on a picnic. I'll film the beauty of the park like as we're setting up and maybe a photo of the setup picnic. But then I, I put the phone literally away so that I can enjoy time with my husband because date nights are set for connection. You need that connection. So for the sake of other people, this podcast and this topic is really good. Um, On another note, with TikTok, I know, for those of you who aren't on TikTok, TikTok has many sides. Welcome to the home decor side of TikTok. Welcome to the lesbian side of TikTok. I mean, there's just so many sides of TikTok. And I mean, it's kind of cute. Don't get me wrong. I like it. There is a side of TikTok that I got on, like kind of the mental health side, which I actually really, really liked. And there's this one girl, and I equally loved her video and hated her video. And I mean that on the greatest sides of the spectrum. Um, This girl was filming her anxiety attack and teaching how she copes with her anxiety attack in that moment. Like she's had them so many times that she still has them, but like can help people through theirs by showing her example. So I really enjoyed that she was teaching, but I really hated um, that. And this is not for me to judge by any means, but she is living her life like that is a very to me, private thing, but to her, she probably feels called to share that and help people. And I'm like, I love that she's helping people with that. I, for me, hate that because my anxiety attacks, I don't have a bunch of anxiety, but over the past three years, ever since Jordan got in his motorcycle accident, I had my first anxiety attack. And ever since then, I I still have a few more. I could never... I mean, never say never, so who knows, but I wouldn't be able to film that because that is something so private and vulnerable. So um, those are some some spectrum things of what I do, don't post about to just give you a, an idea, but you got to set those privacy boundaries right off the bat. What is too private to post? So you never question If you set those hard and fast rules in your mind, like sit down and no joke, take two minutes, set a timer on your phone, pause the podcast, set a timer on your phone for two minutes and decide for yourself right now, what is your privacy boundary when it comes to what you're sharing on social media that will really help you clarify 
what not to film ever. So if you did that and you came, you did pause and you came back, let me know because I want to give you like a virtual high five. No, like a, but like a really good high five. I gave my, my friend a high five so hard the other day because it was a dare and my hand stung for like 15 minutes afterwards and it was awesome. <laughs> so I want to give you one of those high fives. Okay, the next thing that I would recommend you do is, and this kind of goes to the, uh, kind of connects to the privacy boundaries, but a little bit more, is know your sharing level. So I have been interested in investing recently, investing money, which means investing in yourself with um, your retirement or a Roth IRA, um, mutual funds, index funds, the stock market, real estate, right? You're supposed to diversify your portfolio. Um, And I got some really good advice from my parents. They have some they have some good investments. They're not like crazy rich or anything, but they just got good investments and they're wise in their finances finances. And I wanted to pick their brain a few months ago. And when I did, my mom spelled this out really well. And she said, you have to know the kind, what kind of investor you are. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Especially when you're starting out, you don't really know, but you do have to decide what you are when you're starting out and then decide what you are when you're actually in it. So, and that's only if it changes, probably won't because there's some people in, in, in the investing world, they like to take the risk. It's just money. They don't care. They know they can bring it back, take or bring more in. So they're like, why not take the risk? And then there's other investors with their finances who just can't do that. It's too stressful for them and they want to invest, but they got to do it safely. So they do it only in like mutual funds or something like that. And either way, they're investing, right? They're investing their finances. They're bettering their financial futures and they know who they are in that department. And you have to do the same thing with social media. You have to know your sharing level. So when you know your sharing level, what's off limits, what's too private, but on the same side, what's too frequent, right? Like even if it's your career, that does not mean you're supposed to film everything. Or Do you feel a crazy calling to literally share everything? I'm not the one to tell you that. You have to know, but you have to figure out what your sharing level is. So there's another tip for you. And um, maybe the last tip here, we'll see if I decide it's the last tip or not, because I always feel like I have more, but we'll see. The next one is categorize your brand so you can live life off your phone for the other things. So if you're not categorized already, like if you're not a product reviewer, that's who I am, that's what I do. Well, then you're going to know that you're only going to film product reviews and then everything else in your life is probably not going to be filmed. Um, However, if you are someone like me who is a lifestyle brand, I talk about everything because life is about everything. And I love, I'm like so invested in everything lifestyle that lifestyle or anything like that is a lot of categories in life, like a lot. So you have to decide where the line is. You have to choose the things that will help others, but not steal your, your sweet 
private moments. So when I film lifestyle stuff, I set aside time for that. Those things I actually schedule so that I can add in all the important valuable tools and tips for you. But when it's not scheduled, unless it's some like weird, the wind shifts and I'm like, oh, oh, I need to do that. And you do it like right then and there and it's not scheduled, but it's brilliant. Great. That's totally great. It's almost like a project, like many projects. That helps me not feel like I am always on social media or I'm always working. And quite honestly, I'm really proud of the way that I function because I am a planner, yes, but I mainly function off of feeling, even though I'm a very level-headed person. So you might relate to that. Um, I cannot for the life of me function a thousand percent off of a to-do list. I can't do it. I cannot do it. It is, I, I, my feelings go into place uh, or take place, excuse me. And I just get like pissed off because there's so many things to do and I don't want to do them, which kind of, you just got to know if you're that type of person or not. Like I can't really plan out my outfits for the next day because I won't want to wear them the next morning. I got to just wear, I got to pick them out the morning of. I just, unless it's some crazy Met Gala that I've never been to, (laughs) then yeah, you plan your outfit, but you're probably spending so much money on your dress that it's worth it. But um, you got to choose, again, choose the things that will help others, but not steal your sweet private moments. So what's sweet and private to you? That's my moments with Jordan. We share our relationship, but only when it's a scheduled time to share our relationship. There may be times we'll film each other like laughing about something on the couch when we're hanging out at night, but otherwise I will never ever regret not sharing those moments because those are so precious to me. I will always look back and be more happy that I didn't than if I did. So if you don't choose the things that will help other people and not steal your private sweet moments, you will burn out. Um, Not to toot my own horn, but I have done a really good job at doing social media and not being sick of it for a very long time. I don't know why. Maybe that's because I do get or I am based off feelings So if I don't feel like doing it that day, unless if it's like a paid advertisement or a paid promotion where I do need to do it, then I I can choose not to. That's kind of the beauty when you're working for yourself, right? You can choose when and when not to do it. And usually when you're on social media, you're only working for yourself, unless you're working for other people. Like when I'm doing the two other accounts for my two other clients, I have to stick to that schedule. And because I'm sticking to their schedule, that does affect mine. I then get kind of exhausted because I wrote their caption. I don't want to write my caption anymore. Um, But then there's days that I don't post for them that I'm like, oh, I can write my caption. And then it's like super meaningful to me. And as long as it's meaningful to you, it doesn't really matter how other people take it. So everyone's life is different. You got to figure out what works for you and figure out what kind of person you are. So that way you can truly live a fulfilled and meaningful life 
off of social media because think back right now to five years ago, like a, a memorable time in life, whether that was you were in high school or college or you're having a baby or whatever it was. Think back and what what do you remember most? Was it the Instagram stories you were posting? No. So, I mean, if it is, I would be quite amazed. And that's actually really cool. But I remember a lot of things and I don't remember that. Five years ago, I remember living here and I was the jobs that I was doing, not what was on the computer, what I was typing on the computer, but the actual job, the human interactions. I remember the human interactions. So just keep that in mind whenever you are addicted to your phone and you're struggling to get off. Think about what you want to remember five years from now. I think that might help you change what you're trying to do. So there you have it. The ways, I don't even know how many of those there were, <laughs> but those are some very helpful, practical ways you can stop stop social media, even if it's for an evening. You don't have to get off the of social media for a whole weekend. I used to do that and it was good then. But for us that are on social media for our jobs, it's just not realistic. So take a moment to get off of social media, refuel yourself, whichever way you need, and that will keep you going strong moving forward. If you like this podcast, whether you're listening to the podcast audio portion or you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much for being here. It would mean the world if you liked subscribed, rated, and reviewed on whichever platform you're on. As always, you can follow us at Live Sick, Die Ill Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram or on any social platform at It's Laura Landers, or you can check me out at, uh, what is it? www. Does anyone say that anymore, by the way? www. Don't think so. But for all of you who used to hear it, you're welcome. Dot, it's lauralanders.com. So that's just it's lauralanders.com. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope this helped. Please leave a comment or review if this helped you. Go back to our Instagram and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.